Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Hello everybody, welcome along to your Monday night phone-in here on the Rangers Rabble. The phone lines aren't open yet, they're not open yet, so please don't phone up yet. Um, I've got a funny feeling it could be a lively one. Um, all I would say to folk that are going to phone in is please don't get us cancelled. Um, listen, we're all still raging, we're all still angry, we're all still pissed off, we're all still fed up. Um, and I'm happy for you to phone in and have your say and have a go and... Yeah, some of you might want to talk about Ajax because that's kind of what we're here to do as well. Um, so when you phone in, you know, get your anger out, but keep it keep it calm. Is the, the best thing I would say on that. Um, I better yeah. just go home then. I better just switch this <laughs> off. <laughs> um, I hope everybody's well. Um, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for choosing to watch the rabble at half seven on a Monday night. It's very much appreciated. Um, I am joined by the ever present, by the way, Ross Clark. Ross, how are you? I'm all right, mate. I'm all right, Dane Merrill's in the speaking clock, I know, it's good. <laughs> You're Dane Merrill's than me, man. Uh, Stu as well, Stu, how are you? I'm very well, just made it on time tonight, just made it. Just made it on time, that's why we were 30 seconds late, it was Stu's fault. <laughs> Before we get to the phone lines, we have all had our say on... Uh, By the way, I'm here as well. Yeah, I'm coming, <laughs> well, I'm going to bring you in and then just let you go, right, so just, just, just chill. Um, we've all had our say on the old forum, uh, but I would imagine there's a few people that want to phone in and have their say as well. So I'm going to introduce Wilf, and then Wilf, I'm just going to let you go um, and, and give us your thoughts. So, hello Wilf, how are you? And on you go. Yes, good evening Martin, good evening Ross and Stu and everybody that's watching and everybody in the comments. And um, Yeah, well, I'm still, still hurting from Saturday, obviously. Um, I've been catching up on... The pods over the weekend. Um, it's basically been the Ross Clark show, uh, and I can't. I have to say I don't disagree with anything he said already. Saturday was an absolute shit show. It was. It was Marty-esque. In fact, it was probably worse than what we did under Marty. 
even worse because it's exactly the same as what happened in February. So we learnt nothing from that. I mean, I knew from I mean I don't watch Celtic, but I knew that they they moved the ball about quick and they ran, they ran the legs off the opposition. I didn't realise how quick they moved. I mean that corner they scored the first goal off. When they got the corner, I was I was I was lucky enough to be at the game, or unlucky enough to be at the game, whatever way you look at it. And I looked away when they got the corner, I looked up and they'd already taken it. They took it that quick. And then for some reason Ryan Kent's fannying about with the ball and they get a throw in. What really, really annoys me about it is we're arguing the toss about who's throwing it is. They've already got the ball in the net. We're still arguing the toss about who's throwing it is. That's unacceptable because we know how quickly they move the ball, how quickly they get the ball back in play. I mean, the goals, I know I mean, we've done it on all the, the pods over the weekend. The goals, the goals were an absolute disgrace. An absolute disgrace. We've learned nothing from February. We're away, we're away from under the current manager is is horrible. I mean, domestically, 16 points out of a possible 30. That's, I mean, and that's only two defeats. Two, the two defeats have been at Parkhead. Something like six, six draws. Ridiculous. Draws at Ross County. Draws, draws all over the place. Ridiculous. Just not good enough. Because Van Bronckhurst seems to treat other teams in Scotland like the Real Madrid. Mm-hmm. He goes to places, and I mean, fine out fans were going on about it when he signed for us, that you'll try not to lose the game before he tries to win it. And that's fine if you're playing Ajax or Liverpool or Napoli or Man City, even Celtic. That's not acceptable if you're playing Ross County, Hibs, Hearts, St. Johnson, St. Mirren. We should be going, we should be going and running these, running these teams off the park. It's just, it's an absolute... And then, what really compelled my anger was I heard yesterday, obviously I didn't see the, the, the TV coverage, but I heard yesterday that before the game, our, uh, our number nine was hugging one of their players in the tunnel. I'm sorry, but that doesn't happen. Kolach was hugging Juranovic. I mean, I know they're pals, that I don't know if they play together or international colleagues or whatever the connection is. That doesn't happen. It's game face and let's get on with it. Ridiculous. I mean, we've got, we, we've been unlucky because... We've got injuries, they don't have injuries. We've brought in players that are, that are out with injury. They don't have any injuries at the moment that I'm aware of. So they've got the strongest team that we don't. Well, they lost, I mean, well, well, they lost their best player, their best striker in the first minute. Martin, the difference is they lost him after two, after four minutes, but they brought on a guy that scores goals. That was my next point. They've got goals. Every one of their attacking players scores goals. Ours don't. Brian Kent got two goals last season. Mm-hmm. The only... The only Non-striker we've got that's been scoring goals is Tom Lawrence and he's injured. He's one of the ones that's on the sick list. We don't, we don't, they've got goals. It seems to me that Crotterdale Dundee's been signing players to fit his system. We've been signing players and trying and trying to make a system out of what we've signed. He's signing specific players to play specific roles. And it hurts me to say it, but right now they're they're fitter and stronger than us. They ran, they absolutely ran us off the park. I mean, Tillman was like a wee boy lost because he was playing him wide on the right. He's never, a, he's never, a, he's never a wide right player. And that's what I said for Broncos would play him. Mm-hmm. But he was like a wee boy lost. I don't want to point fingers at individual players, but he was like a wee, he was like a wee boy lost out there. We spent three million pound on a supposed right right sided attacker on Abby Matondo. Doesn't even go, doesn't even go on the pitch. He wasn't well. He was ill. We've got another right hand. We've got another. I didn't know that, but fair enough. We've got another right-sided player in Scott Wright. No, I'm not Scott Wright's biggest fan, but that's where he plays. It's a square peg in a square hole. You know what I mean? We could have done with Tillman in the middle of the park 
I'm not saying he'd be any good because he looked like a rabbit in headlights, but you know, you don't need you don't need Davis and Kamara together in the midfield in any game in Scotland, even even at Parkhead. Well, listen, I know, I know. Can I just say, was terrible. Can I just say very quickly, uh, Katix Loyal joined as a member earlier on today. Thank you very much. Um, 118 or something um, members now, which is, the members are just going absolutely through the roof. Um, can I, right, I tell you what I'll do. Well, well, just I'll let you come back in in two seconds. Right, the phone lines are open. Um, the plan tonight is obviously to speak about Ajax and the Champions League. We have covered the old forum in quite a bit of detail. But however, we, you haven't had your say yet, um, our viewers and members, etc. Um, so the phone lines are open if you want to uh, phone up and <laughs> have your say. And well, I will come back to you. I will come back to you. Um, but I had a funny feeling this would probably be the first call, and I'm going to bring him straight in. Curry Muncher. Evening, lads. How are you doing? Good evening, Curry. Uh, I've been better. I think we've all, all have. Right, where do we start? Uh, that was on par with one of the worst Rangers performances I can remember ever seeing. It was gutless. It was not eventful. It was lazy. It was cowardice. It was all of the above. Certain players within our side right now think they've got an automatic right to put that jersey on no matter what they do or no matter what they don't do. I'm fed up to the back teeth. I've told you guys, you know the names that I'm going to mention and it's the same suspects week in, week out. Ken, the man's a fraud. He's an imposter. And it has been for the last season and a half. Goldson, the only reason he's still here is because nobody wanted him. He was a liability last season. But everybody seemed to have forgot after the first couple of games because, oh, he signed for the Rangers. So, oh, I, he's brilliant again. But playing poor guy Sands, the two, two guys that I can give past marks to, it's Trulak and Sands in that game. Sands is playing out of position and he, at least he bloody tried and true luck, he tried his best. See, the rest of them are the ones that have been here for years. I swear to God, I've never been so angry watching a Rangers game in all my life. I don't know about the last goal because I actually turned it off after three and I couldn't take it anymore because my, my TV's not insured and it was ready to go out the window. So I'm like, no, I can't watch it anymore. <laughs> can I can I actually Curry, can I can I just take your first point about Kent? Um I've been a massive and, and big defender of Kent and, and I've made We all have Martin. We all have I've made excuses for him, Curry. Um I've I've defended him at a hill because of because of one or two really, really good performances in Europe, a couple of good performances in the past against them. But Curry, I'm running out of excuses for Ryan Kent. I he, he, he's towing a very, very tight line. Aye. But the thing is, Martin, it's not just on the park that we are having problems with. It's everything just now. The board. What's, what's happened with all this money that's came in? 
If they put it on to corporate, is that where all the money's gone? Is CD going onto the park? If it's paying off the loans that or, or the soft loans they've got, at the next AGM, if they don't turn around and say to us that a massive chunk of the loans that we've had have been wiped out, I am going to be raging because I've no sense to spend it in the park. What are they doing to spend it for Edmondson House and all that? For all the big bigs? Right, well, that on that point, Stu, I'll go to you quickly on Curry's point about the board. The board are coming under fire, and in my opinion, and and if I'm wrong, please tell me, Stu, rightly so. Yeah, I think so. Um mentioned it, um, I think, last night a little bit. It's, I think it, it, it doesn't just start with the board, but it's there to blame big time for me. I mean... I don't know many clubs that have qualified for the Champions League group stage and, and then not spent money and just sat there idle and, and thought, do you know what, we've, we've got enough. Um, I think every single one of us could see that we needed more. We've lost two key players and we've brought in seven players, but of the seven, three of them are getting in the team and one of them's now injured. So we, we haven't really built on what we already had, which didn't wasn't good enough to win the league. Um so, yeah, I don't know if it's Gio's told the board, no, I'm happy. But I, even though he said that, I don't think that's the case. And I, I just think the, the board have, have seen an opportunity to maximise revenue this season and keep some of that money back for, for pure profit. Is there, a, is there a chance, Curry? And I'll probably get murdered for this, right? But I don't care. <laughs> is there a chance that the, the club itself the manager and us fans have completely underestimated actually just how good a team Celtic are? No, no, completely wrong. It's so many, you've got it so wrong at the highest I'm, level, Mark. I'm just Sorry, asking me. the question. I'm just asking the question. No, but listen, let me, let me finish, buddy, right? There's only one, no, it's not one thing, there's three things that have fooled the range of fans and that's the team, the manager, and the Rangers board. They've all took us basically for mugs because we were all what that all. We've got a brilliant team. And the thing is, we believed them. We really did believe that we had the best team. Celtic put us in our place and they showed us exactly where we are just now. And it made us look like idiots. And that's what that lot that were on the park, that's managing the team, and it runs the club, have done to us, have made a fool of us, and made us look stupid. We've piled millions upon millions into that club over the last six years to get us where we are just now. And the money that they're getting for the reward of that is going into the back pockets of everybody else except the team and that return and a thank you to the fans that went in week in, week out, spent thousands of pounds. And then the way things are just now, it's just, it's really, really got me. I'm, I'm sick. I love Rangers. I love the Rangers. I love our family. Everybody in the chat, all you guys, all the different boys and all that. We're all Rangers through and through. See all the rest of them. It's a job to them. At the end of the day, they don't give a monkeys. And that's what hurts so much. And that's why we're all here absolutely, and this just sounds bad, in pain. 
about it. But it's all like, uh-huh, but you're in pain. It's just like, my God, how fucking bad, pardon me, how bad are we? How did we not see this? You, I think all you guys turning and said you were talking about uh, the way Celtic play. Now we've known that for February. We watched how they played in February. I've watched, I've, I've seen some highlights of their games, and they play every game the exact same way. It's it's high tempo, push, push, push. When Ange came in, he turned around and says, "It's all out attack, right? If they score three, we'll score four. That's how they play." And it works. We had our usual tappy tappy side to side. I could see every ball that was played in that game. I could have told you, I could have predicted who was going to get the ball, who was going to pass it, who was going to pass it back, who wasn't going to make runs. Even before the game started. Mm-hmm. Man, if I can well, do it, and all you can well, do it, and everybody in chat can do it, and we know what was going to happen. How the hell can professional footballers and a, 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 a supposedly European class manager not see that? Curry, Curry the, the thing that really, really ups me the way we've been playing, particularly with the ball. Hold on, Will. Hold on, Will. Go for it, Curry. But don't go until... The one more thing. Sorry, guys. My last point is, right, see if Simi Gio, right, I'm not ready for second Gio just yet. No far off it, right? But see if he plays Kamara at number 10. Get a taxi and piss off away from your club. Because that's a shocking decision. And I've no idea why he was even playing in that position in the first place. Right, on his goal, guys. Hit me with it. <laughs> right, go for it, Will. No, I think, Curry, I, I, agree with most of what you, I agree with most of what you're saying. What really, really irks me is the pace that we play at, particularly away from home. I mean, on Saturday, we were so fucking pedestrian. I could have played in that midfield. Because it was so slow, so predictable. It was just... And that's before you even consider the fact that we didn't pay attention to what they were doing. We didn't try... I mean, we know they play at a million miles an hour. They get a free kick, we give them the ball straight back. You know what I mean? It's, instead of doing the throw it, throw it three feet in the air and all that stuff, I let them slow the game down a bit. We were so pedestrian, so lacklustre. And that's not just against them. That's the way we play. I mean, tomorrow night, Right, because that's the only way Celtic know how to play, as far as I'm aware, under Postecoglou. Right, tomorrow night they'll they'll play like that against Real Madrid. Real Madrid will slaughter them tomorrow if they play like that. And how will that reflect on us? They wipe the floor with us. And then if 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 Real take three, four, five off for them, how does that make us looking into a game with Ajax? You know what I mean? Just it's just it beggars belief how poor we were, how bad we are. And because of what happened on Saturday, everybody's looking at the, the recent away record as I, I referenced earlier. 16 points out of a possible 30 this calendar year. That's that's not good enough. That's just not... We've got goals. We've got no goals coming from anywhere. Of our new signings, none of them finished that game. So we basically finished that game with last season's team. And last season's team wasn't good enough to win the league. So why would that team be good enough to win the league this time? Because... Two of the new signings started, neither of the two of them finished the game. That's not good enough. That is not good. And none of the new signings came off the bench. The entire front line got, got replaced. We're, get, we're getting we're getting beat. We're bringing Varelos on. Why did we not leave Kolac on? At least try something I, different. I think that was the point where I just turned it off. Mm-hmm. When they brought Alfie on and took Kolak off, I was like, 
I just, I, well, you can guess my language. Mm-hmm. That, 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 was, that was the one that bewildered me. Um, Corinne, I'm not a tactics guy. You know, I'm just a, a thick guy who sits and watches football, right? Um, but when he, bring, it on, bring on Morelos, fine. Bring him on, is, or Sakala or, or, or somebody. But don't take Cholak off. No, put it that way, right? It just shows you that it's so very often me and Ralph agree with each other. <laughs> so it just shows you how bad Rangers were. Aye, really poor. Really, really poor. Corey, do you feel it'd be a bit better? Uh, honestly, no. But <laughs> I, can't, I, had to, I had to vent it out. I've been, I've been saying it to bloody everybody I've met, probably. They're probably sick to back teeth with me. But I, I'm just, I'm disappointed for all the the fans. Yeah. Really, yeah. It's my my biggest gripe for now is that we fell for it. We were we were the ones that have been took for mugs. We were the ones that thought we were better than we are, and I think we've been put in our place, and rightfully so. And I think that there has to be serious words at the next AGM about to be, yeah. uh, transfers. What's happening with money, and why? Why this has happened? Because but we actually went backwards. But went backwards, in my opinion, and I hate saying that. Yeah, we have, we have. Curry, buddy, hey, guys, I appreciate I'll, the call. Thank, well, thank you, man. You take care, right? Cheers, guys. So, sorry for bursting your ears. Sorry, chat. You take care. Cheers, Curry. Cheers, Curry. Mark, Mark, you know, you know what I think part of the problem is that we didn't bring a player in. Right, and we should have brought somebody in because there must have, there must be somebody, somewhere in Europe that fits what we need, either a central midfield player or somebody to go wide right that's within our wage structure and it's a price that we can afford. But I think what hasn't helped us is the fact we're wage bills massive, and the players we need to get rid of we can't get rid of because they're on big money and they're injured. Because really, we Bruce less than useless right now, Helander's less less than useless right now. They'll both, they'll both be on decent money, but who's going to take them? They're both broken. That's a problem. I think part of the reason we didn't bring anybody in is the, wa- is the wage bill's too high. With all this FIFA financial fair play, and I'm not quite sure how it all works, but that, I mean, that's got to be something. We, we had to bring somebody in. Go on, Ross. Mate, I'm... Uh, Curry, Curry spoke about it there, mate. I got ridiculed when I first came back on the pod when I told everybody... Abada cuts into the right, scores goals at the back post. Yota scores yeah. goals at the back post, and I was proved right at the weekend again because that's that's what they've got. Mate. We we talk about Yota and Abada and Kyogo and all these players, but I was guilty it myself. But they're saying bringing all these wee Japanese guys in that are all five foot two and they're just going to get bullied in Scottish football. Celtic are proving that even though it's a, a, a a league full of cloggers and hatchet men. If you've got a plan that works and you bring in the players that you can utilise in that plan, then it doesn't matter how big or small you are. If they can get near them to kick them, that's the issue. But they've got goals across our they've got goals across our full front line and we don't. And that's the difference. We have another call coming in, caller ending four three two. Hello. Hi, David McGinley here. How you doing, David? No bad, Martin. Thanks. And uh, nice, to, nice to talk. And 
uh, I've just listened to everybody else. I think we're all missing the point here. Right. You know, we're looking at, and I hate this is probably going to be, I'm going to get slaughtered for this. <laughs> I'm used but, to it, don't worry. So I, I'm not worried either. I think Tav doesn't inspire that team. I mean, could you imagine any Rangers captain sitting or, or playing at Celtic Park and watching that? Watching that? I mean, it's a disgrace, really. It's, you know, anyway, that, that's my point. Do you know, David, actually, look, there was, there was rumours that, that Tav wasn't going to make the game. Um, and I actually thought watching the game, it didn't look like the normal Tav. I don't, and I'm look, look, I'm not making excuses for him because everybody was putting every single player on the park should hang their head in shame. Um, but I, I'm not 100% sure that Tav was fit enough to play that game. Well, I might, I might get slaughtered again, but I don't know if he's fit enough to be captain either because we need somebody with a bit of bollocks and somebody who's never mind smiling and taking photographs and all that social media shit. Somebody will be some bollocks that can look after this team and make them get out. I mean, they're not just swarming about as if, like, yeah, we've got a 30 grand a week and it's great. And, you know, who cares? Maseratis and Lamborghinis and all that stuff. What? And they turn up like that? It's not acceptable under any circumstances. We have said in the past, past, sorry, Stu, um, that Tav is a captain in the way that he leads by example. Um, but there was no example on Saturday. Um, what do you make of David's point? Uh, I, I go in and out of being a fan of Tav being captain, to be honest. But I think I think you can lead by example and not be captain on the pitch. I think those two things aren't mutually, ex- mutually exclusive. So I think we do need a, a guy that will go through people when they're playing bad, like Cholak in the tunnel or things like that. You know, watching when Kent starts fucking about with the ball and then they've just taken a quick free kick and they're off up the pitch. You need someone that will go through them. A bit a bit like Lundstrom when, you know, um, Bassey was helping one of them up before, right? That that moment just changes games and, and it'll change someone's whole thought process. And you see Bassey next time didn't do it. Um, Tav just doesn't have that in him, I don't think. And no. I think he's been way off it anyway already this season, and I think most players have. But yeah, he's he's going to be as captain the guy that comes in for all the stick. Um, yeah, for me, I think it, if if the top, if we were going to change captain, we should have done it at the start of the season. I think, but yeah, I'm a bit I'm a bit worried going forward that we don't have that sort of enforcer on the pitch. Ross, well, the team, the team, the team, Martin should be, should be full of captains. The team should be full of captains. Mm-hmm. Just okay. One guy's got the armband, but they should all they should all be. I mean, look at the nine in the row team. They were all they were all captains. They were all they were all leaders. It, one of, one of them wore the armband, but most of the most of the players, you can look at them and they were shouting and they were screaming. The ones we I mean, look at look at the look at the, the first Celtic the first Celtic goal on Saturday. Tavern Goldson, the captain and vice captain, they're arguing to toss about who's throwing it is <laughs> instead of concentrating on the game. What kind of example is that to show their, their, their teammates? You know, I mean, that's that's not acceptable. Well, I was, I was what, the same situation you're looking at. Could you imagine that under any other manager that, you know, yeah. people are arguing on the pitch? That should be done under the radar. Get in the dressing room yeah. and then argue with it. No, on the pitch, when somebody else takes a shot and scores a goal. Because they're looking yeah. for that. They're just upset us. 
they've done all the things. All the, oh, I mean, I've just lost support, really. David, you know? David, can I just ask actually quickly? Um, you're talking right. obviously about Tav, right? And, and I under, listen, I understand and I get it. And see, when I was doing the reaction on Saturday, it was really difficult because I just wanted to tell every single player on that part to just hang up the jersey and get to fuck. Right, that's how I felt. Does that not all come that from the manager as well, though? Not not just Tav. No, well, I think I think Gio, to be honest, we had the chance to change the captaincy. He never did it because probably he came in after fifty-five, and you know Tav's a legend, and photographs all over the stadium and up and doing Edmonton Drive and all that stuff. You think, wow, this guy's a big shot. I've never rated Tav as a captain. Aye, does he does this? And he scores goals and whatever. He's not a captain. He's a good player, but not a captain. John Lundstrom should be captain. He'd sort the fucking place out. Excuse my language. That's my opinion, uh, and that's it. Ross? You said on November's pod last night, mate, I believe when the day uh, James Tavenier came out and publicly wrote in a match day programme that when teams get in their faces, we fold. Um, that to me, at that moment in time, and I believe that was before the 55 season, which, so, so since then... He's won fifty fivers and as as David was saying that the he's he's a new seen as a, a club legend, which he will be he'll forever be the captain that brought fifty five to Rangers. But that shows me that he isn't the guy who's in there at half time yesterday or Saturday saying, We're free nothing done, let's get fucking up for us. Let's, he's in there and he knows we're beat. He's told us that. And was Goldson the other one that said it was three nothing at half time? Was it the Hibs game? It was three nothing, and the game was over. Yep, so that's your that's your captain and your vice captain. So for me, when Van Bronckhorst came in, he had the chance to put his stamp on the place and say, "I'm here," and this is who's the captain. But I see people, and obviously hear people saying Lundstrom would be the captain. He could sort it. You don't have to have the armband on to g people up, as Will says earlier. That's the issue. We don't have any left that gets what it means. Said this yesterday. McGregor and Davis and Arfield are the ones we've got that you would hope would be drumming in the standards. But they look as if they've checked out. They look as if they're on their last hurrah. They've got their last season and this is their top up the retirement fund season. That's what it looks like to me. Because I don't see any dig for any of them. McGregor sitting on the bench looked absolutely raging. But it wasn't a shouting him but you never seen him shouting and ball and he just sitting within himself. so your, probably your cap your, your cap sorry David what you saying they'll probably come to the end of the Lamborghini uh, you know lease deals sort of <laughs> thinking get get to the end of the season we're sorted we'll move south down south and we'll take out some other lease deal I mean that just really drives me mental when I look at what's going on at Ivor do, do you know what David and I, I would love to say that you know Stu, Will, Frost, yourself. It's, it's a complete overreaction to a poor performance in a drubbing and a derby. Talking about, you know, no. talking about player mentality, etc., etc. I think, but, but I unfo- think Stu, though, unfortunately, unfortunately, David, we've seen this now over four, five, six seasons. Exactly, exactly. Stu said that, Stu said it, you know, what was it, 19 points? Or 19, 19 4 and 22 against, or 22 4 and 19 against. I mean, that's not acceptable as Rangers. Mm-hmm. Not acceptable. Not acceptable. Also, not acceptable, I suppose, David, in, in terms of before Gerard left, the, the, 
you know, the season and before and the season before that, we had their number. We had them beat before we went out on the pitch. And it's just, it's done a 180 so quickly. I don't want any disrespect to Andy Postacoglu or whatever you call him. I've got to say, he's done a job there. No yeah, doubt yeah. about it. Yeah, he has. No doubt about it. You know, you look at the transformation in them where we had their number. But now, we're, you said it earlier, man. We go there, you parkhead, shitting ourselves now. Mm-hmm. And that shouldn't be right. We should be going there thinking, eh, fucking bring it on. Yeah, listen, nobody's going to lose, as, as what people on social media call staunch points, admitting that Andrew's done a very good job and Celtic are a good team. And, and as it stands right now, um, Andrew's got Gio's number. It's I don't think that's that's too extreme to say. Um, David, thank you very much for the call, buddy. Please phone in again. Sorry for swore a bit and whatever. No, else. Really, listen, um, wound up. We're all, wound up. We're all annoyed. All the best, Ralph. I think you're in Amsterdam. Look after the squad and we'll see you next week. Thanks a lot. Cheers, David. Cheers, David. Thanks, mate. I was, I was hoping that we would get on to talking about Ajax, but we've got another call coming. I'm going to bring it straight in. I'm hoping we get on to Ajax at some point. Um, but caller ending 971. Hello, welcome to the Rabble. Right, lads, how are we all doing? Not bad. Who's that? Yeah, this is Cameron, mate. Cameron, how are you doing? Hi, mate, no bad. Uh, just on the old, old firm at the weekend, uh, I think I think people are too quick, because I've seen a lot on uh, social media, people putting the name on Geo and the coaching staff, and I think it's a bit un- unjustified. To be honest with you, uh, because if you look at some of the bits of the game, it's the full team were just failing to do the basics. Because they just looked all off the pace, really, and they looked a bit disinterested. And I think there's a lot of dead wood. Because if we were to compete in the Champions League, I'm surprised Bob didn't you know, go on ending spree really after we got in the Champions League because at the end of the day you've got players like Fashion for Carlin, Scott Wright coming on to win you games it's it's no ideal for trying to compete The issue you've got Cameron though is that Gio's came out publicly and whether he means it or not he still came out public, publicly and said that he's very happy with his squad Yeah um, I did see that but I just think that the squad that he has I just don't think it's up to par, and I think he, I think he, I, I don't think he's sincere with that because I just don't think he believes in the majority of the players. I just don't think because he's obviously got going to have his favourites like Tav and Goldson, and obviously um, John in in between the sticks now. But I just think that to be able to compete in the Champions League and be able to put up a right challenge for the league. I think, obviously, we made a lot of signings over the summer, but I just think we need to get rid of some of the players that Gerard brought in and build his own team, really, because I just don't think that the way that he set the team up, I just don't think it works with the majority of these players. Well, I'll take that to you then, Ross. Um have the have the players kind of on that performance through Gio under the bus then? No, no. Gio through 
he threw um, Tillman under the bus by starting on wide right, which is no his position. He threw Kamara under the bus by playing him in a number 10 role. He possibly has thrown Tav under the bus if he's played him when he's no fit to play. Um, and do you know what? He's, he's, no, he's obviously, the players are no buying into what he's given them in the dressing room because we came out, we started slow. I'm looking for my manager to have my players up to high door before they came out and ready to go. We looked as if it took us half an hour to get into the game, and it's an old fun game. I, I don't think the players put G under the bus. I know what we're saying about maybe Van Bronckhorst wasn't happy with his squad. Well, I've said it before and I'll say it until the cows come home. Van Bronckhorst got to grow a set of balls and start talking up for himself then because when it comes to referees, he wants to be everybody's pal. When it comes to off-field matters, he wants to be everybody's pal. When it comes to transfers, he wanted to be the board's pal. Oh, I'm happy with what I've got. If, if Van Bronckhorst had a come out and says, I'm still looking to add one or two more, but we'll see if something comes up, that statement, rather than I'm really happy with what I've got, mm-hmm. and you would say the board put him under the bus, but he's not even tried to put pressure on him publicly. And people will say, or he went and played Tom Lawrence as a nine in the game against Ross County. He took Cholak off and put Tom Lawrence up as a nine to prove to the board that he's not got any options up front. We'll see it. Grow a set of balls and see it. For me, the guy does not instill confidence. He, as I said before, he's barely got a grasp of the English language since he's been away in Holland and came back. I just don't picture him as the kind of guy who's going to have people up and ready to go to war for him. And that's the difference between him and Gerard and the fact that Gerard had everybody wanting to go to war for him when it went to games against Celtic. And I include your Ryan Kench, your Goldsons and all that, that were up for every game against them. We've said they were ready tonight. He's, Ryan Kent's half-arsing it. Mm-hmm. Don't care what anybody says. He's half-arsing it. He's protecting himself. And he's, he'll go against Ajax and he'll be absolutely outstanding because he knows playing in the Champions League, he's in the shop window to get his big signing on fee and his move in, uh, in January. So that's what it looks like to me. So in answer to your question, no. I don't. I think Gio threw his players under the bus a lot more than the players threw Gio under it. Well, can't really argue with any of that. I mean, you, if you look back to the Hibs game when we, when, when we went down to nine men from Morelos, did what Morelos did, and he took out any any out ball we had, he just took it out and tried to sit in for 20 minutes. That's not that's not going to work. And that, to me, that just shows tactical naivety. That just shows he didn't want to lose the game. He should have been going to win the game. We're 2-1 up at the time. He should be going to close that game out. And on, and on Saturday, as as the boys have been saying, you can't play Kamara as a ten. And the fact that you put Tillman out wide, that meant he had to he had to play Kamara there. So you've lost Tillman's effectiveness. The game might have passed Tillman by anyway. We don't know that because he wasn't playing playing with his any use. You've got the option of Scott Wright, as we said, out in the, out in the right. So play him out there. If it doesn't work, hook him at half time instead of bringing him on at half time. You know what I mean? Fight, fight fire with fire. I just the other thing about Van Bronckhurst picking up on Ross's point. Could you, could you envisage going out? Giovanni Van Bronckhurst going out of that dressing room at half time and tearing a strip off for them because I can't. I just think he's he's too nice a guy for that. He's too quiet spoken for that. I'm sure he, he can have a rant on that. But... Well, I've always thought that about Arteta, and Arteta goes in and tears strips after he thought he'd. 
We don't know. We don't no, know. We don't know. Opinion on whether you do or you don't, but Gio could go in there and go absolutely crazy. We don't know if he does or he doesn't. We don't. We no, don't know if he does. But if he if he if he doesn't, right? I, mean, I don't. I don't think he's capable of doing that, right? Are any are any of his coaching staff like that? Because we never hear from them. We don't know if Dave Voss is the type of guy that's going to go in and just you know start pinning folk to the wall and saying, "Listen, have a have a word. This isn't good enough." You know what I mean? It's there just doesn't seem to be. There just doesn't seem to be the, the desire there. I don't know. It's, it's it's maybe just the Dutch way. I don't know because the Dutch are quite stubborn and quite laid back. But I mean, talking about your point, your point about whether they were thrown under the bus or not, there's a there's a video going about just before the second goal that's taken from the main stand, and you see, I think it's O'Reilly puts the ball through and takes three of our players out to play, and Van Bronckhorst just puts his hands on his head, kind of goes goes down like that because they've just they've just they've just stood and they're obviously not doing what they're told. So can you can you lay that at the manager's door? But, oh, then did he do but then did he do anything about it? You know what I mean? We, we just don't know. It's, it's I don't, I don't like to cast aspersions on people uh, if you don't know yes or no. Um, Cameron, your thoughts then? You, you seem to obviously be backing Gio a wee bit. Um, are, you, are you happy with Gio and, and the current coaching staff we've got? Um, I, would, I wouldn't say happy. I would say I'm content. Because in reality, it could be a lot worse than what it is for now. But I think there is severe changes that need to be made to the way we play and the way he speaks to his players and the way that he drives the team on. Because like you said, it's it's like he just go, goes in and just doesn't fire them up for a game. And then at the end of the day, if you, if you can't get your players up for a crucial old thumb game, then, then what game can you get your players up for? Well, that is that is the worry. That is the worry. Cameron, thank you so much for phoning in. Please phone back. No worries, mate. Cheers, Cameron. Cheers, Cameron. Sorry, Mark. You pick up on that as well, right? The management team. The management team shouldn't need to get players up for an old firm game. It's an old firm game, right? You shouldn't. You shouldn't need to get players up for that. I mean, how many how many players have come to the club from from England from abroad and went? We knew this club was big, but this game massive because all week people are on about it. It's they know they know by what's in the by what's in the press, what's on the TV, the way fans are. They obviously they all monitor social media these days. They know how big this is because they can see it because the build up to the old firm game is like the build up to no other game, and they know that they shouldn't need to be motivated for that. They should just they should be they should be champing at the bit to get out there. They should be they should be like caged animals coming out of that tunnel, and sadly our players aren't. Right, well, we have another caller um, as channel member, um, Ian Ross. I don't like channel member, David. I should have said that as well. My apologies, David. Ian, I don't suppose you're on to talk about Ajax? Um, not at the moment, Martin. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, just, I just need to get some things off my chest, you know. Yeah, go for it. Um, and I, I take on board what you guys are, are saying, and I, and I agree with most of it, especially what Ross is coming away with. I, I think he's... He's speaking from the heart, which which should be done. My my main concern about Saturday wasn't it wasn't that we get beat four 0 um, it wasn't the tactics, it, it wasn't Gio. It's a total lack of desire and commitment on the field. 
you know, I'll go to all for this. I watched Rangers in the 70s, because well, well, I'm sure you did as well. And much as we were horrendous at that time, we came off an old, we came off the pitch after an old firm game, having left everything on the park. Now, we may have got stuffed continually, but at least we were committed to the cause. We were committed to the cause. There was absolutely no commitment from, from one single player on, on, on Saturday that I could see, and that's where the problem lies. We need players that are willing to play for the jersey and know what it's like to get, to get beat by them and want to win. Have the desire to, to, to at least the desire. We might, we might not have the ability, but you need the desire and the commitment, surely. That was the single biggest surprise for me, Stu. It, it, listen, I've spoke to many people um, since since Saturday, and you know we don't like it, but we can handle defeats because um, you can come back from defeats. Um, we can handle this, that, and the next thing. What I can handle is watching my team just lie down. Yeah, no, we've talked about it before as well. And if you if you're gonna go and sit in and lose four 0 what's what's the point? What's, you might as well just go toe to two of them, right? Because it doesn't matter if you lose four five 0 at that point. Actually, put everything on the line is the exact same. Instead, we're just standing there waiting to be beat. We look like any other single Scottish side that that go to Celtic in that instance. Um, I don't think I agreed with what some of the boys said. You, you can't. It's not the players throwing Gio under the bus because at the end of the day, even if that was the case, Gio doesn't make changes. He sticks with the favourites. He sticks with Kent, Golson, Tab, Lundstrom. You're not. Those guys aren't going to change. So it doesn't matter to them. They, they probably already forgot about it. To be honest, they're probably already looking forward to playing in Europe and putting themselves back in the shop window again. Um, I just, it, for me, that comes from the top. You, I know players should be able to get themselves up for an old firm. I get that. But since, you know, they, they did it when Gerard was there. They can't do it when Gio's there. So for me, there's a fundamental issue with the management team in motivating these guys. I don't know what it is, but, but sending them out onto the pitch with a job to do and a philosophy and getting them to produce it. And they can't do that. Ian, can I ask you a question? Sure, Martin. It's actually a comment that's come in for Graham Ross. And do you know, it's something I was thinking about earlier on today. Graham says, uh, I don't care about the Ajax game, to be honest. Watching our squad getting worse instead of better is a much bigger issue. Maybe, Ian, is because, you know, it's only Monday. We don't play till Wednesday. Maybe it might kick in Tuesday night, Wednesday morning. I don't know. But see, right now, I have absolutely no feeling towards this Champions League game at all. You know, the I, Martin. I, I, I'm absolutely, I was crying. I was literally, I was crying. I, I couldn't watch it. I was crying on Saturday. I've never cried. I've never cried after an old firm game. Never, you know. But that was a, that was an absolute. It was a disgraceful performance, you know. The, and I, 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 I can't. I, emotionally, I, I can't explain how I'm feeling at the moment. That was a, just a No matter, we could go out and stuff Ajax four millions and Wednesday night. It doesn't make. One bit of difference to me, because we 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 not only didn't leave anything in the park on Saturday, we didn't take anything onto the park, and that's unacceptable. That's unacceptable. 
you know, I've, I've spoke many a time uh, and brought this up many a time, especially with Martin. Do you think, do you think Charlie McCann and Leon King and Adam Devine would have been out there with no desire to win on Saturday? Of course they wouldn't. They've, they've, been, they've, brought, they've been brought up as, as Rangers players. They know what it's like. You watch these guys. You watch these guys in the in the B the B games against Celtic, and they want to absolutely they, they, they are relentless. And that's yeah. what we need to be. That, 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 that's no other way to put it. You know. Yeah, you know, if I can just. What's it going to be like in Petrodri and and Wednesday tonight? You know, it's going to be an absolute, because they're going to come out. They're going to come out the traps. Firing in all cylinders, and are we going to cope with that? Yeah, Ian, if I can just come in, I'm actually more concerned about Pretorio than I am about Wednesday night, to be perfectly honest with you. I mean, because yeah. we're capable of going, oh, to, going to absolutely yeah. get the result. We're, we're, but, we're absolute gash in the league, and we have been for the last two years. Yep. You know, you know, for, you know, for me, what sums up, what sums up. We, we just can't carry on with the players that we have and the mindset that they have. Because there are 17 goals and five points in front of us, and we're not even a quarter of the way into the season. This could end up as an absolute nightmare, an, an absolute car crash of a season. No matter how well we do in Europe, we could get out, we can get out the group sections in Europe, and it doesn't make a bit of difference because we're absolutely rubbish where it counts. You know, you know what what, sum, what sums up what sums up Saturday for me. I was, as I said, I was I was at the game and see walking out for, for once they didn't keep us in, but not a single person said anything to anybody walking out that ground. It was hands on shoulders, just giving each other that look because we all knew how bad it was. People weren't trying to make excuses. They weren't trying to find reasons for it. There was just nothing. There was complete silence. Everybody walking out of that Rangers end because we were absolutely stunned at how bad we were. It was it was just it was abject. It was ridiculous, and to get to go right back to the start to the start of your Colleen, you're right. See, back in the seventies and eighties, worse Rangers teams than that got results against better Celtic teams than that because they fucking tried. They put the effort in. They left it. They left it out on the park. They would maybe they maybe go, go to Parkhead, win the game, then they'd go and lose. They'd go and lose to St Mirren and St Johnston and whoever else. But they knew the big game. They knew the game they had to They knew they weren't going to win the league because we weren't very good at the time. Aberdeen and Dundee United were, were, were running the roost. Celtic were almost as bad as we were. But those players knew what it meant, what the Rangers-Celtic game meant, what the Old Firm game meant. They knew what it meant. And they were out there, and as you said, they, let, they left it all on the pitch. These guys, these guys just don't seem to care. They really don't seem to care. And, 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 and well, that, that, that's, a, that's a bigger worry. That's a bigger worry than 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 actually how the performance. That's the commitment to win. That, 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 if, if you haven't got that, you've got nothing. You've got nothing. You know, the, you know it's all right for it's all right for Ryan Kent to go out and, and, and play a blind in the wind tonight, but it doesn't make a one single bit of difference because he was crashing Saturday. Yeah. Gee, we, we remember the, the throw in when he's arguing the toss at the throw in, and the, the guy takes the throw in. And 30 seconds later, the ball's in the net, and he's still arguing the fact he's still arguing the cause. Mm -hmm. no. You know, I mean, that just sums it up, you know. 
doesn't matter if it's your throw or not. You can't switch off. And 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 you can't you can't lose you can't lose the sight of the ball. You've got to keep your eye on the ball. You've got to, you've got to be up for it. Every single one of their players, every to a man, wanted to win that game. They all wanted to win that game. They were all up for the game, and our players were exactly the opposite. Doesn't matter if we get beat four 0 as long as you show desire and commitment. And one, and one, of, one, of, the, one of the biggest crimes, Ian, as well, is, look, we've switched off for the first one, right? So uh, if, if, you, if, if you change after that, then, look, you can let that go. Players switch off from time to time. We switched off the full game, which was completely yeah, unacceptable. Exactly. But Martin, so, Martin there went absolutely nothing for Zedo. That's, that's what it's all about. And, and, that's, and that's, that's the problem we're going to have going forward. Mm-hmm. Okay, can you guys see any light at the end of the tunnel as far as the league's concerned? Because I can. That, not not, not right now. Not, not right now because I'm still hurting. Um, but Ian, I'm going to have to let you go there, buddy. Um, we are I going understand, to Martin, yep. Yep, um, yep. People take a waiting. few more calls. Need to talk to you guys and get some stuff Cheers, up. Ian. Thanks Thanks Ian. Cheers, Thank Ian. Appreciate it. Sorry, Martin. Something else went through the comments here. I was, to- I was totally unaware of and I hope that Nicholas has got it wrong. Is that James that James Sands asked one of one of them for his jersey at the end of the game? Chased him down after it, cuddled him in, and it certainly looked on the TV as if he was asking for his jersey. Yes. We, don't, we don't know that one hundred percent, do we? But that's I don't want to start spreading rumours about people asking people for for jerseys because I, I, I my brain can't accept that any Rangers player regardless of how New York would do that. My brain no, can't accept that. There's players, Martin, I know, I know there's players that, that collect that collect a jersey for every team they play against, right? And that's what they are, that's fine. Do it in the privacy of the dressing room, we don't need to do it in public view. Yeah, and that's probably what happened, I would imagine. And so that's, the, that, that's the issue, sorry, Will, that we had a chat on with the members last night on the exclusive members pod. See now, we've lost Andy Gorham, we've lost Walter Smith, We've lost Jimmy Bell. We've lost these guys who would sit and tell a Sands and a Tillman about the traditions and the expectations of playing for Rangers. See Cholak. I noticed that Juranovic never seeked out Cholak in the tunnel. It was Cholak that went looking for him to cuddle him. We've got players at the end running up wanting to cuddle them and talk to them. We've then got players going out for dinner and sharing meals with them in public places. So, depending on your take on, are there only boys who don't know any better? They were out with their international manager. See, when you've just had your pants pulled in and 4 0 ran right up you, you shouldn't be going out with Celtic players in public. It's not a good look for you, it's not a good look for the club. And that, I thought that was why we kept your players like Davis, McGregor, and Arfield this season to drum it into the new boys what it means to play for Rangers. And it seems to me as if that's no happened. As if these boys just think this is another club they're playing for, and it's a, it's a, as you call, said the other day, it's just a London derby you're playing in, where there's twenty clubs that all call it a London derby. This is different. This is different. See, on that day, they're the enemy. On that day, you should be in the tunnel with your game face on, not looking to go about cuddling players for the other teams because it shows right away. It's a, it's a dead set sign of weakness. Hundred percent, mate. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't any coincidence that that the late great. Oh, I won't get to talk about Ajax. I swear to God, oh, I will. Sorry, Martin. 
it, it wasn't any coincidence. It was a late great Sandy Jordan that was always dispatched to pick players up from the airport and to, to, to basically be the unofficial players liaison because Mr Jordan knew exactly what it, meant, what it meant to play for Rangers and he drummed that into the players the minute they stepped off that plane. Welcome to Rangers, son. Here's the rules. There isn't any of that anymore. Right. Martin, we have another call that I'm going to bring in. Um... I'm praying that the person wants to talk about Ajax because all this Celtic chat is really depressing me. Um, caller ending 246. Hello, welcome to the rabble. Hello. How you doing, lads? You all right? Not bad. Who's that? It's Dave from Colby. Dave, how are you? I'm all right. I just think, lads, we just got to get on with it and we just got to get behind you, whatever happens. I know it was a bad Saturday, it was terrible. It was a horror show. But we still got to get get behind him and cheer him on and maybe something will come. You know what I mean? But we must be Aberdeen on Saturday. That is a must. Or we can just forget about the league. I haven't even managed to get to Ajax yet. Oh, um, Stu, I love, I love Dave's enthusiasm. Um, it brings a tiny smile to my face um, and what has been a horrendous weekend. Get behind Gio when the players is that is that I mean it's a must is it not? I think we're always going to be behind them when they go on the pitch. There's, there's not one fan's going to sit there and go, oh, you know, I hope we lose or to get rid of Gio. We're never ever going to do that. But it's we. How many times has it been said over the years? You, you know, you're never more than a, a bad result away from a process at Rangers. It's it's not just the results. You know, even as a one-off, you can. At, to- at the time, it's horrendous, but as a one-off, you can take a, a bit of a pace, and they do happen in the old firm games from time to time. It's been all season. We've perhaps had one good 90 minutes this season at PSV, and that was it. And even then, we, we started a bit rogue before we settled. It's the whole season we've been slow, and it's, and it's sort of carried on from, <laughs> it's carried on from uh, last season under Gio. We keep talking about the away form. That's what really worries me about Gans Pataji, because even if they're which they look a bit better this season, but even if they were the poor team they were last season, it's still a tough base for us to go because they'll raise their game. And we just, whatever it is under Gio, we can't, we don't play well in domestically usually anyway, but certainly away from home. We talked about the members show. We've scored 22 away goals in 2022 and we've conceded 19. We've got a plus three goal difference away from home. We've won 46% of our games. It's it is horrendous, and it's not just the results. It's the style of football we are playing. It's just going absolutely nowhere at the moment. And, of course, I'm going to be there, like, cheering us on on Wednesday. And Saturday, I'll, you know, be Gio's biggest fan again. But right now, it just feels very bleak for us. Um, Ross, I'm, I'm trying my best to be as positive as, as Dave's been on the phone. But he mentioned uh, Aberdeen on Saturday. Um, obviously, every game is a must-win, but how, how how big a game is that purely just for Gio? Aberdeen and their players are indoctrinated into a hatred of all things go Rangers. So see, when we go to Aberdeen on Saturday, we're going to get the exact same as we got to, when we went to Parkhead on Saturday there, and our players never responded to it at all. As we said, they weren't up for it, right for the off. They never had a bit of fight in them. They switched off and were more interested in arguing with the referee than doing the, the simple things in football. So, Saturday, um, 
Saturday for me will be a big telling performance for Rangers because see if we don't come out the traps and it ends up scrappy, even if we win, that'll be more that'll be more warning signs for me that Gio's just no go right in him to get the boys up. Because I know it's going to be a battle. You know it's going to be a battle. Stu and Wilf know it's going to be a battle. Van Bronckhurst played for Rangers. Mm-hmm. I think everybody forgets this guy's been on the park at Parkhead and played. He must know what's coming. So if he knows what's coming, how can he not get the players up for it? doesn't make any sense to me. And if, it, if the players can't get up for it, then as we said earlier on, drop them. Get somebody in who wants to, who's got a point to prove, who'll at least give you something. I, listen, I'm the same as Wilf. Like, we could go to Ajax and win and go to Pataudry and get beat. I've got absolutely no doubt that we could lose at Pataudry because it's, it's a slippery slope for us every time we go there because it is. It's just a war for 90 minutes because they play it like a cup final. Something I don't understand is we talk a lot about Hibs, Dundee United, Aberdeen playing games against us as if it's their cup final. We've got a better team than them. They're living on the park against Aberdeen at the weekend or Dundee or whatever. You would never take one of their players to swap out for one else. So that then becomes a, how are we not treating it like a cup final? How can they raise their game but we still want to coast? Because we've not earned any right. We've not got an entitlement to just go and blow teams out of the water. We've got to go and battle and work as well. And the thing is, Ross, we know we know that's coming. We know that's because that's what we say all the time with players that can't come to Rangers and hit the ground running because every single game's a cup final and players aren't used to that. You know, players that come from other clubs, other leagues, other countries, you know, they're they're not they're not used to every single game is a cup is a cup final for the opposition. You know, and they've got to be told that that goes back to the 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 senior players, the senior players in this in the squad. Are they telling them that? You know that, like as you said earlier, McGregor, Davis, Arfield, to an extent, Ryan, Jack. They're all they're all supposedly Rangers men. Well, they all are Rangers men, right? They should be they should be telling the Tillmans and the Sands and all the other guys that come in. Look, every single game here is a cup final. Who we are playing, so treat it as a cup final. We need to treat it that way as well. We treat if we treat teams. With the same contempt as they treat us. That's what we did under Gerard Celtic. Gerard's Gerard's team, the fifty-five season. We we showed them the same contempt as they've showed us for years. And look what happened. We wiped the floor with them. We need to start showing every single team that we play, treat them with the same contempt that they treat us. But we just don't. We're too nice. We're far too nice. I mean, how many times even this season has an opposition player gone down, holding their leg or holding their shoulder? And we've kicked the ball out of the play. Well, captain's done it twice that I can remember. If the referee wants to stop the play, he'll stop the play. We don't need to do it for him. We are far too nice. And nice teams don't win anything. It's so fucking frustrating. It really is. Excuse my language, but it's so so frustrating. I don't know if we've actually lost the call there, but you know, is he still? I think Martin's having some internet issues. There we go. Yeah, I kicked my computer and I don't know what I've done yet. But it just went absolutely mental. I didn't mean it. My apologies, Dave. Um, for because if I go, the call goes. So, um, my, my my apologies for that. Um, obviously keep your calls um coming in. Um, I don't really see the topic changing much. Um, <clears throat> but I'm going to change the topic slightly. My apologies, gentlemen. And, and if somebody phones in and they want to talk about the old forum, that is absolutely fine, of course. Um, Ross, you looking forward to Wednesday? <laughs> 
Mate, I think it, I, I, I'm, I, I, listen, I look forward to every Rangers game. I love watching my team play. I love the excitement of being back at the, the grandest stage of them all in the Champions League. And you know that in European competition, Rangers will go and put on a show for us. You know, I don't see us getting scalped as any team in the Champions League the way Celtic scalped us at the weekend. Because we seem to have a different mindset in Europe. I, I maybe naively thought that we would take our European mindset into the game at the weekend, which we certainly never. Mm-hmm. But listen, uh, obviously the day I've done a wee bit of homework for the, the podcast that myself and Will are going to do with the boys for Ajax later on. Uh, and they look as if they're on form. 16 goals, 4 in the league, 3 against, won, the last, uh, won 5 out of 5 in the league, not conceded a goal in the last 3. So this is no, this is not a team we're going to play that are, are dafties, are dummies, do you know what I mean? You're going to play a proper good European side to our own form. Mm-hmm. Won, won the last couple of games with 4-0, they won at the weekend 4-0, just sell two players to Man U worth 140 million. So there's, listen, listen, they're a good side. It'll be exciting. I'm looking forward to watching Ajax. I'm looking forward to watching Napoli. I'm looking forward to watching Liverpool to actually get a gauge of where we are on a European scale. But that's an extra. That The Champions League's an extra, and that's why we should look forward to it. Because nobody expects us to win any of the games with our fan base. So there's no pressure. It's all right to go and play when there's no pressure and turn on a, put on a show, as the fans sing. But it's back to the bread and butter. We can't go there and put on a show and then go to Pitodri and put on a shite show. Well, no. Which is, and that's the, that is the worry. Right, we uh, we have Walter on the line. Uh, apologies for the... Uh, Ross is making some good points, Walter, so I couldn't have cut him off my apologies. You've been holding for a couple of minutes. How are you doing? That's all right, uh, Ross. Talks a lot of sense, so I don't mind that. I know my place, Martin. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Going to, t- going to um, tell my missus that, Walter. <laughs> <laughs> um, Stu, good choice of beer tonight, my friend. Thanks very much. No, so basically, uh, about, um, I'll make one point about the Ajax game just to appease you, Martin, but then Thank I'll go into talk about what I like to do. <laughs> right, it's a question that I'll pose to you. Do you think if McLaughlin starts in goals, that means Geo? is weak mentally because nobody, regardless of what position they play, if they have an absolute stinkery a howler as McLaughlin had on Saturday, should survive that in the next game. Well, actually, it's funny you should mention that because that's something that we spoke about before we started. Um, well, we spoke about look, who does he pick in goals? Will, will McGregor come in? Will he keep McLaughlin? And the point that I was making, Wolf, was that if he doesn't play McLaughlin, then that would, would that not completely kill McLaughlin's confidence going forward? And can we re- then rely on McGregor for the rest of the season? That's that's the very reason I think you'll start with McLaughlin because if he doesn't, that will be McLaughlin's confidence totally shot. After after McLaughlin's performance on Saturday, I, I agree with with the caller. No, if I was an outfield player, he doesn't survive that, so he shouldn't be playing. But I wouldn't be playing McGregor either. I'd be putting McCrory in because I just. I mean, I think the biggest mistake we made goalkeeper wise was giving McGregor a new contract. Because because we re signed because we gave McGregor another year, that means we couldn't bring in another keeper. 
So there is no competition for goalkeepers because McLaughlin knows he's number one. Because McGregor's not got a full season in him, I don't think. As I said earlier, McGregor's on his retirement tour. So I think McLaughlin will play on Wednesday only for the only for the confidence issue that you mentioned. But if I was if I was picking the team, I'd put McCrone in. Can I just actually say very, very quickly, I have just realised that I have terribly shaved. How can you miss that, by the way? That is atrocious. Um, are, we, are we kidding the kid on? You were only sitting at your back door with a pair of oh, nail, nail clippers. That's what happens when you switch the lights on. Um, Ross, to Walter's point about the goalkeeping situation, you are a goalkeeper. You have a family who are goalkeepers. What's your thoughts? You've got to you've got to stick with the Glockland because none of the three of them are good enough. That's my thoughts. Um, I said before the cup game, if McGregor started at the expense of McCrory getting 90 minutes against Queen of the South, it showed you how little's thought about McCrory. Um, I've not been shy in giving my opinion on here, having watched McCrory in the flesh a few times when I was up watching Xander playing against him. Um, I don't think McCrory's anywhere near good enough to play for Rangers and he's now 24-25. Um, I think I think McLaughlin will play. Some of the pictures you've seen in goals that I've seen on social media today are people reminding you just how bad McGregor was last year. Horrendous. Some of the goals McGregor let in last year were horrendous. The one at Motherwell, the two at Ross County, some absolute stinkers. But listen, John McLaughlin, I said we had to give him a chance. We gave him a chance. He absolutely blew it. Uh, the first goal killed us right in the middle of the goals. Lettuce wrists right through him. The second goal last I cut for him on the Embers show, I think. Playing in goals myself, you come out, you set your feet, you're expecting Jota to smash it. So he's went low and Jota's that good that he's noticed the fanny dink was on, dinked him. Third goal through his legs, sometimes you save them, sometimes they'll go through. It's a 50-50. Fourth goal, I've absolutely no idea who he's passing to. But I'm just glad that no people are saying I was right when I said we needed another goalkeeper in the summer window. Um, and I, I said to the member show the other night, and you, you kind of mentioned it yourself, mate. Obviously, Xander's my brother, but Xander's a better goalkeeper than the three we've got now. By, but if Xander played for Rangers, he would be the number one goalkeeper, and that's not a that's not a thing that says Xander's Rangers class. But neither if we go, we've got a Rangers class either. We start out and splashed a bit of money and got a young goalkeeper who can do it all, rather than having two that make up a half a goalie between the two of them because McLaughlin's a 6 out of 10 for crossing and a 7 out of 10 with his feet and McGregor's a 6 out of 10 for saving it so if you combine the two of them you're, uh, you're decent we, we had to go in all good teams what difference has Joe Hart made coming in at Celtic because yeah. he's, a, he's, a, he's a keeper that makes saves mate I thought we were absolutely terrible honestly um, so McLaughlin I'm the same as well McLaughlin, McLaughlin will play just because He's not got another choice. He's left himself with McLaughlin's the best of a bad bunch for me. What about you, Walter? Um, well, I, I said I, I think he, he should drop him because I think it sends out the wrong message. But, I mean, I, I was with Ross in the summer. I, I was a new goalkeeper I was wanting. And, and that's kind of 
what my main point is, Martin, it's recruitment as a whole in general. Uh, since Ross Wilson has came to the club, has been an absolute shambles. We all need, knew we needed a goalkeeper. We were all crying out for a natural number eight. Look, Celtic went to MK Dons and bought that Riley whatever for 1.2 million. If you if you shop well, you can get quality and buying for your buck. We don't seem to do it. We we've spent money on Ben Davies, Yelmaz, Matondo. That's 11 million worth of money we've spent in fees. None of which are contributing. Do you know what I mean? We had our biggest games of the season and none of the three of them have played in any of them. Do you know what I mean? That That's unacceptable. Across the road, and I know there's guys in the chat all week you're talking about across the road for, but across the road, mm-hmm. by players, they come in and are up to speed right away. At Rangers, they never are. We always make excuses for them that there has to be time to bed in, time to bed in. No, this is Rangers. There is no time to bed in. If we're paying money for you, we expect you to do the job and see if you can't cut it. You should get hunted at the next opportunity. But there's just excuse after excuse. And I'm absolutely sick of it, to be honest with you. We've been crying out for our natural right winger, right winger. We, we, we spend money on Matondo. But to me, is he any better than Diallo? No. For what I've seen, he's just another Ahmad Diallo. We have to buy guys that can come in that are proven. The, the philosophy behind the recruitment process for me is, is wrong. And then what we do is, when we can't find what we want, we just rely on the old guard, the dad's army, say, oh, well, you can have another year, mate. You've been a good fan, a good player has contributed years gone by. There's another year for you. There's another year for you. Or that your Arfield, your Davis, McGregor. It's needing ripped up and start again. And, and for me, Ross Wilson's fundamental all the, the way it's gone. I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to find reasons. I, I always like to well, I play devil's advocate, right? It's I, I suppose it's what hosts do, but I'm struggling. I'm, I'm struggling to find any point to try and play devil's advocate with you, um, Stu. Uh, the recruitment department, Ross Wilson, they are taking a beating. Um, they've took a beating over the last well since the game on Saturday. Let's be honest. Um, and I, I can't find any way to even try and remotely defend them. No, we can't because it's just been the same every season. I think someone put a stat up on the Twitter earlier about like the amount of signs under Ross Wilson and how much, how many can actually be put up as successful, and it's not many at all. Um, I, I don't know what the signing policy is. I don't. It's it's not a system because. We just seem to sign players and, and put them out on the pitch and, and it doesn't matter how they can play or, or if they fit the style of football, they're just going on the pitch because they've represented value for money in the board's eyes or they were a big name that we thought would lure more punters in to buy more shirts or something, I don't know. Um, it's tough. And, and on the on the keeper point, I think it's, it's, it's a toss-up at the moment between McGregor and McLaughlin because they're both not good enough. Um, what really frustrates me is we're a club that seem to run on sentiment at the moment. Everything we do is about sentiment. We gave, like Ross has said plenty of times, we gave McGregor that one-year deal, and I don't know why. He was poor last season, and the time to make McLaughlin number one would have been last season. You, you bring him in there and you put him in when the form's bad, because he's, he was already 33. For us to give our number one keeper a new contract, then demote him to number two and promote the 33, 34-year-old to number one, it didn't make any sense at that point. So it's just baffling and it's it's just 
I, can't, I honestly can't get my head around our, our signing policy. And, and, you know, I blame Gio a lot for, the, for what's on the pitch, but we don't know how much of a say he has in these signings. And, and at the end of the day, recruitment is so key to everything you do and, and ours has not been good enough. Well, Frost Wilson talks a good game, though, doesn't he? I talk a good game, Martin, but I couldn't recruit players for Rangers. <laughs> what's, your, what's, your, what's your thoughts, Wilf, on, on the scouting department, Ross Wilson, Geo, the board, in terms of recruitment? I'd like to know what the scouting department have been doing all summer, because as I said earlier, I don't see any way on this earth that there wasn't a player available somewhere in Europe for the sort of money that we've we have that we've got available on the sort of wages that we can afford to pay that in the last seven or eight days of transfer window since we beat PSV Eindhoven couldn't have come in and played for Rangers. I just feel I just don't believe there wasn't one. I don't know one but I'm I'm not a scout. I just I mean we've got a scouting department there. What exactly have they been doing? I mean Gio, Gio said in the press conference after the West Ham game, that's that's the business done, end of July. So did they just down tools and go on holiday? Because he's right, that was that was the last the last signing that we did. But surely between the end of July and the first of September, there must have been somebody that came along and they went, you know, something we could we'll, we'll take him, he'll do. You know what I mean? He'll he'll improve what we've got. Because there's a gaping hole in the middle of our middle of the park and a gaping hole on the right hand side. We can all see it. And apart from Ross, none of us know anything about football. You know what I mean? So <laughs> uh, that's true. That's because Ross phones his brother for tips before he comes on. Um, Walter, I, I want to put a question to you before I let you go. And Walter will be the final caller of the night, by the way, because um, Ross and Will have some extracurricular activities to do. Um, but it's a, it's, it's a comment for Curry Muncher, um, and I, and I've. I've seen this mentioned quite a few times, and, and he says, "Do you not find it weird that we didn't bring in any Dutch players at all, considering Geo, Dave Voss, uh, links?" Uh, well, what I'll say on that, Martin, is I- I'm going to link this back to Gerard. There was one Dutch player that we were linked with, and it was Danilo Doki, who went to sign for Union Berlin, and that was widely regarded as uh, Gio's top target and then he signed a pre-contract uh, the week of the Europa League final um, with Union Berlin and everybody in the papers was talking about it was his top target if you look back the year before Gerard's top target was Veerman and never got them so if you just not able to pay the money and wages that we're looking for for our top targets so when we can't find our top targets we go shopping and maybe list D and E instead of list B and C. Is that what we're doing? Just looking always for the cheap option. That's certainly my take on it. That's a fair take. That's a fair point. Um, Walter, you're getting all sorts of praise in the comments, by the way. Ah, thanks very much. No, I appreciate that. But I just, uh, I always, I always get slated because I'm, I'm like JD. I'm a bit negative in my thought process. But I can have just seen this coming. To be honest with you, I think the writing's been on the wall with the performances in the park domestically. Mm-hmm. And I just think it's about time that we all woke up to it because many of us wants to see Rangers, you know, playing like this. We want to be winning things in league titles. The last 10, 11 years have been too much for us. And, and we want to see back-to-back league titles. We want Rangers back. And it's not that. They're, they're at 52 or 53, whatever. They, they, they've got 55 coming up if we don't stop the rot as soon as. 
And I think mm. we just don't need to wake up and smell it. And I hope the AGM this year, that there's folk that actually put right questions to the board and stop pandering to them. Because the problem is, they're not treating Rangers fans like Rangers fans. They're monetizing us with my jeers and all the rest of it. And Rangers fans and supporters are becoming like a subscription service now and the upper class and middle class folk they just want guys with money and they don't want fans voices to be heard and somebody needs to put a stop to it I can, I just, can I just can I just say Martin sorry can I just say sorry Walter's the first person I've ever heard compare myself to JD that's not an old fat horrible ugly baldy guy <laughs> usually the people that compare themselves to JD are dead ugly and bald how, how do you know how that you how do you know that Walter's not old, fat, and ugly? Because he's stunned. Ah, well, members last night and still know that I was talking about Alfredson, so I'm getting there with the ball. Walter, mate, fantastic call. Thank you so, so much. Brilliant, Walter. Cheers, mate. Cheers, Walter. Cheers, Walter. We'll talk about Ajax for five minutes, right? But before we do, I want to go back on, um, and as the phone lines close, by the way, thank you to every single person that phoned in tonight. Amazing. I could have kept it going for another half an hour, um, but I start at half past six in the morning, so um, I'm going to need to get some sleep at some point. Um, I want to get back to what was last point there, um, Wilf, about the board treating the Rangers fans with basically contempt. When when you lose a game like that, when you, when you don't make signings that you know the fans kind of want to see, um, you, you're asking for trouble. But I, I genuinely cannot disagree with, with a single thing Walter said about the Rangers board. I think I think that they're they're taking the piss with us. They are, they are, and Walter's one hundred percent right. I mean, if you go back go back a couple of seasons to the last time we won the league, when we won won the league uh, under Gerard in the COVID season. Right, I mean, I hate calling it the fifty-five season. It's another league title, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody's feeling, everybody's feeling good. Every single thing, every single bit of merchandise the board put out, we bought it, right? Folk were buying it, but like, I spent a fortune. Everybody spent a fortune buying all sorts of nonsense. If it said fifty-five on it, we bought it, right? So they made fools of us then, but everybody was too happy to care about it. We've won the league, brilliant. Let's just keep going this. And all they're doing, they're, they're still doing it. I mean, the Champions League prices ridiculous, but mm-hmm. they know. That the Rangers support will pay it. And if and well, I'm going to ask you a question. I'm going to ask you a question, and this is going to be a horrible, horrible question. Wolf, are they playing us with the fact of what's happened previously at your football club? Are, are they are they using that to to sell us stuff? They're using they're, they're using the specter of it. I think, yeah. I think they are. I mean, I think I think they're taking advantage of the current situation to get all their soft loans back, which is fine. But they need to come out and tell us the biggest. My biggest problem with the board is they won't speak to anybody. The only person, mm-hmm. the only people that any of the board will speak to is Rangers TV, mm-hmm. and that's like talking to Pravda, right? I, I love Rangers, Rangers TV. TV. Rangers TV are told basically what to ask, and yeah, I love Rangers TV. But that's that's the point. They're told what to ask, right? They don't even speak. They don't even speak to the fan media that have got contracts with them. That are, that are in the door, who again would probably be told more or less what to ask. You know, the questions are not what to ask, what not, but what not to ask, right? The board, the board needs, 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 needs to come out and speak to supporters. Come on, come on, things like this. Speak to other, other, uh, you know, Rangers podcasts. Come out, even speak to the press, speak to somebody, tell us what's going on. Because everybody's saying, well, the AGM's going to be tasty. 
The AGM's not going to be tasty because the board will just back out the questions because that's what they do. Because mm-hmm. I go to the AGM every year and you get to ask your question and if it's a difficult question, Stuart Roberts will come in and he'll give you some soft soap and they'll move on. You won't even get a supplementary at it. So it'll not be that tasty, the AGM, I don't think. Unless people get really... And if people start getting really right, they'll just, they'll just close it down. Mm-hmm. But they need to come out. The board need to come out and start speaking and start telling us why did we not sign a player after we qualified for the Champions League group stages? I mean, we're always told about this big lists that Ross Wilson's got. He's got lists of hundreds of players at different levels for every position. So I was under the impression that either with a list of players that we could have signed if we got into the group stages of the Europa League and a list of players slightly higher level if we got into the Champions League group stages. And the reality is we signed nobody. So what's, what's the point of having all these lists? That we're told about. Ross, did see you like See another thing, Martin, about like the, the money and the we talk about them being money grabbing and just in it for themselves. We've released three strips this year. Mike Ashley's yeah, just released just released images of the fourth on our behalf. Yeah. Right? See the strips we've got? They're still being released with this sporty mongo thing on the back of them. Sporty yeah. mongo or whatever it's called plastered across the arse We were told in July by the club that they were going to get a patch and you'd be able to go and get your top fixed. They've released the away and the third strip still with the same sponsor on it for a company that went bust that we probably never even got the full amount of money we were meant to get from the sponsorship deal because it was at some 4X trading place or something that went bust. That's mm-hmm. a laughing stock. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We are walking about me, you, Wolf, Stu, and anybody else that's bought strips this year, we're walking about advertising all hours for a company that no longer even exists because we went and signed a multi-year deal with a company that was a couple of wee guys had made up at their back garden kidding on they were 4X traders. That's embarrassing. And then now we're bringing out a fourth top. So that's just, listen, I, I was very much stuck up for the board before. And I said, look, if you get into a sweetie shop and they only had two sweeties, you would complain. See if they've got 600 sweeties, brilliant. You don't have to buy all 600. You choose what you like and you buy that. But the more options, the better. But it just feels like a kick in the teeth to release another £60 top the week after they've just took hundreds and hundreds of pounds for a Champions League package off people and they've no invested after it. And I think that they're, at this point in time, the Rangers board are so disconnected for the fans. It's unbelievable. The fans' expectations, we were told when they took over they were going to be a board who would promote uh, an open discussion with the fans. What do you call that when you can see through it? For... Is that a... Oh, transparency. <laughs> transparency, that's the very word. Thanks for that, Stu. The, we were told this was going to be a transparent board and the fans would be able to join in on meetings, we'd find it. I don't care what anybody says, mate. Castori are a wee backyard lot that have now, after the back of the contract with Rangers, they've went massive. They've got Premier League teams and all that on them. So we've done a lot more for Castori than Castori have done for us. And like that, you go to the iBrook store, I took my two wee girls over at the iBrook store, you either buy a kit or you buy nothing. There's no got rubber ducks, there's no got bottles, there's no got... They've got nothing. Mm-hmm. The... the what is the point in this having a mega store that sells strips and strips only? 
you want to go and spend a tenner on a wee bit of tap for the way. So you say to your kids, go and I'll take you out to the Ibrox store. You take them across. And unless you're spending 65 quid or 55 quid on a Wayne strip, they'll not get nothing. The full place by top to bottom is honestly a shambles at the moment. Edmonston House was meant to be open. Was it not meant to be open by now? Was it not meant to be open summer this year? Yeah. Uh, it still looks, uh, still looks like a building site. Uh, September, wasn't it? it was, aye, yeah. aye, we were Original, originally, it was close to the market. It still looks like a building site. So, listen... Transparency would be nice, but as I said to you the other week, we don't even get transparency on when our injured, injured players are coming back, never mind how the finances of the company are working and the sponsorship deals. And we get told this guy, they told this guy Bizdrove's the best of the best, he's going to bring in all this money. And that, as I say, he's cost us a fortune because see, as soon as these patches are available, folk are going to be sending strips back and getting new ones at a cost to the club. And for me, they killed all sorts of notions with people who did. Can I back them? We need to bear in mind this is the same guy that wanted us to go and play against Celtic in a glamour friendly in Australia, and we wonder how the players don't hate them. We wonder how the players don't get up for a battle with him. We're bored wanting to get into bed with him. Come on, man. Stu, I mean, I've, I agree with every single thing Ross has just said. Um, the, the biggest issue for me is the transparency. Um, the board don't talk about anything. I don't expect the board to come out and say, you know, we've got X amount of million to spend this transfer window. Um, I, I don't expect them to even come and tell the fans about the club's finances because clubs don't do that. But even just an update on an injured player or even the tiniest bit of communication with the fans would be nice. Yeah. we. Uh, it's, that's the most frustrating thing for me, the injuries. I don't, I don't want a board that, like, I don't know if you ever see like Alan Burrows from Motherwell plastering everything they ever do all over Twitter. I don't want that, but I want something. I want them to talk to us from time to time and, and give us updates on certain situations. Gio just saying, I'm happy with the squad. And then us going and getting battered 4-0 by our biggest rivals. That's not acceptable. You, where we clearly didn't have the squad. You can't be happy when you've signed seven players and two of them are injured long-term. So... With the board and, and the injuries as well, I don't know whether Geo's told that. Is Geo told to not give us any updates properly on the injuries? You know, half the times, and, and we, you know, we've said that a lot of these guys are told what to say. The questions don't even get asked. We don't even half the time we're like saying, "What, what happened to Roof? Where's Roof?" No one's even asked the question. We don't know where he is. We don't know how long he's going to be out. And then when we do ask the question, it's like, "Oh, you know, Roof, Roof put his boots on the other day. That was it." Mm. So, it's it's a joke. And the fourth kit. How many teams have four kits? I don't know many teams that ever release four kits. We've done it three seasons in a row now. Mm-hmm. It's, it's honestly getting absolutely outrageous. And the kit prices, I mean, I've been in one of the Castor shops, just their, their prices in general are through the roof. But it's not affordable in a cost of living prices to, keep, to bring out four kits at £65 each. And then on top of that, bring out four pro kits that are yeah. 105 or £110 each. They're just rinsing fans left, right and centre. And it's just... Got no shame for me. Right, well, we've got five minutes left, gents. Well, sorry, before you move on, on the transparency bit, right? It's not even just the supporters that they're not talking to, right? Yeah. The shareholders hear nothing from them, from the board. Nothing, not a thing. You know what I mean? I mean, as, as, a, as a company that maybe shouldn't be speaking directly to their customers, because that's all we are as supporters, as the customers, right? 
but surely they've got a duty to be transparent with their shareholders. And other than an annual report, that's all the shareholders get from them. But certainly all I get from them as a shareholder is the annual report. Mm -hmm. So if they're not even going to speak to them, they ain't a ghost that they're going to talk to the supporters. It's just, it's, 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 and, and the, I mean, the injury updates thing's mental. Mm -hmm. I mean, nobody knows what's wrong with John Suter. We've heard he's broke his foot, he's walking about in the boot, but that's only because... And that may not even be true. We don't know. You know? I mean, Ben Davies came in and he had an injury. And then, no, he didn't have an injury. He had family, he had personal issues. He was a wee dealing with personal stuff. And if that's true, I hope he's got it sorted out because nobody needs that in their life. They need to get all that sorted out. But it's all speculation because nobody, because they don't tell us anything. You know what I mean? I mean, we used to laugh at Warburton and everybody was seven to ten days away. Now we don't even know about seven to ten days because we don't even know who's injured and who's no. dealing with personal stuff and who's not at the club. They tell us nothing. And this is a, this is supposed to be the transparency we're getting. Well, Michael's asking. Um, so bring me up to speed. Who is the liaison between fans and the club these days? That guy, Greg, isn't it? Greg Marshall. Is, he, is, it, is, he, is, is it still Greg Marshall, is it? Supporters liaison. Yeah. Supporters liaison. Yeah. yeah. Another another person who, if you listen to fans on Twitter, is another signal never there. People message on my phone and kind of get through, don't get called back. Again, I've never I've never tried to phone, but that's what you see online. Again, whether it's true, he won't be told anything. Man. He won't be told anything. The, the board don't talk. I mean. As far as I, I see, you know, four lads in, in heart and hand ask questions, but they're only going to get the answers that Rangers want to give them, so they're not going to give it to the fan liaison's officer, are they? Um, I'm just no, talking about in general, Matt. Sorry, but that's he is the liaison officer. So when folk are gone and complaining about disabled seating or folk are gone and asking about safe seating, he's meant to be your go to guy to take it to the board, and we can't even get a hold of him. So he has the link, that's his job. Mm -hmm. He is yeah. the liaison between both. So when there's issues happening at games and people are not getting what they're paying for and etc. etc. It seems as if the SLO isn't there either. Ross, so, there's an easy way there's an easy way to get hold of the SLO. If you've got a pal in the union bears, you'll get hold of the SLO and no bother. Because he'll, he'll see him every game. The union bears don't like me anyway, so <laughs> right. Well, Char. Charlie Hilling, thanks yes, again, man. Yes, likes them. Pissed, pissed off, but great show. Upwards and onwards, onwards and upwards. Thank you very much for the support. Yes, Charlie. Um, right, very, very quickly. Uh, Wolf, how difficult is it going to be, or how easy is it going to be for for uh, Gio to get these players up for Wednesday? Shouldn't shouldn't have to be shouldn't have to raise the players for a Champions League game, but then you shouldn't have to raise the players for an old fun game. Look what happened on Saturday. So. I've, as we've been saying all night, we're more than capable of getting a good result against Ajax on Wednesday because we seem to we seem to turn it on in the Champions League. You know whether it's because they think it's a shop window and there's more eyes on it. I think we'll I think we'll do well. I think we'll do okay. I don't I don't think we'll get beaten Wednesday. I might change my mind in an hour or so's time once we spoke to our friends in Holland, but um, at the moment I don't I think. You'll get you'll get them up for it because you won't because because they'll raise, they'll raise their game themselves because of the level it's at. It's the Champions League. It's where they all want to be, and that'll be that'll probably piss me off even more because they weren't like that on Saturday. 
I can see us getting the result in Amsterdam and me coming, me coming home in a bad mood because of what they did to us on Saturday. It, it, sounds, it sounds ridiculous to say, Stu, right? It sounds absolutely ridiculous to say, but as well, I've got a point there. If, if we go over and play well and get a result against Ajax, is that just going to make us more angry? It'll be frustrating, but in all honesty, I don't see us getting a result. I really, I think we're, we're, we're sort of uh, dining out a bit on this This team only get up for Europe sort of attitude. And although we do, that is true to a degree, we're not we're not going to get a result every single time in Europe, and, and we're going up against some serious teams now. Ajax are a level above our, uh, Celtic by far, um, and although we'll probably set up better, and I expect it to be a closer game than the one at Parkhead, I'll be shocked if we manage to get. It. And I'll be there cheering on, and, and you know, on the day I'll probably back us to, to win one nil, but I will be utterly shocked if we take anything off Ajax. Yeah, but still, PSV are a better team than Celtic. I'll be there. That's true when PSV beat Ajax, as, as everyone keeps telling me. I just, I don't know. I'd, I'd, I'd say I'll probably change my mind close to time, but, but right now it, it, I'll be, um, I'd be very surprised. I've got a cheap plug for you, Martin. Mm. I've went one each on the Super Six. So if members, oh. any member who's a member of the Rangers Rabble would like to join the Super Six League, uh, there will be a members exclusive show tomorrow night, which I'll be yes. a part of. And on the Super Six... I went for a one old draw. Well, I think I'm top of it, so do you want me to tell you what I went? No, the, uh, no. The prediction no. guru. <laughs> we'll save our Super 6 show for tomorrow night. Um, Ross, fine over to you then. This was supposed to be a Champions League preview, but I, I absolutely appreciate that, you know, people had a lot to say and a lot to get um, off their chest, which is absolutely fine. That's what the phone-in's there for. Um, your thoughts on, on Wednesday, and look, you've said one each. Um, how do you see the game going? Get your money on a Ryan Kent masterclass. All right? Because it's in Europe and he's in the shop window and he's going to have space to play in. Um, listen, I think that Ajax are a much better team than us. I think they're a much better team than Celtic. I think they're a much better team than PSV. As I said, they're on. They're on form. We are not. They're scoring lots of goals and not conceding. We're conceding lots and not scoring. So it's got all the it's got all the hallmarks of a doing. But again, players are putting themselves in the shop window in Champions League and that's where they're gonna turn up. And I can see us I can see us getting a point there to start off our Champions League campaign and, and I'm the same as Wilf. I'll be absolutely spitting feathers because where was that performance in the PSV performance last week when we needed it the most? Yeah, and and Walter, on your comment there, if you want to find out how the Super 6 works, then tune in tomorrow night at 8pm um, for the members show, and the guys will run you through exactly how the Super 6 works. Um, if you finish top of the league at the end of the season, you get a hundred pound, and it's free to join, so why would you not join? Even if you don't like English football, um, I didn't even have done Champions League stuff, so there you go. So uh, yeah, tune in tomorrow night at 8 o'clock to find out how that works. Um, on, the super, on the Super 6, Martin, why are you talking about it? As you know, I did it for the first time last week because I was on the members' show on Thursday. And the first result I put on the money, bang on, five points. Couldn't take more <laughs> after that, but I got the first one, bang on the money. Yeah, I, I, I got about six points. So I did it, it was like three games I'd got the, the right team to win. I think I ended um, up with seven points after getting five in the first game, but there you go. <laughs> seven, I was a seven this week. But as for tomorrow, 
Yes, that's for tomorrow. Can I just say a big thank you to everybody who's tuned in? Please do like and subscribe. It massively helps the show. Um, we have we're, we're zooming up the subscribers. Um, well over six thousand one hundred now. Considering the other day we just passed six thousand, that's crazy. We're nearly at one hundred and twenty members. If you want to tune in and get extra members content, the link it should say join below your wee window. If it doesn't, there is a link in the description. Uh, my thank you to Wilf and Ross who are off to do another show around about half past nine. So thank you for yeah. putting in even more work, gentlemen. That other that other show, I'm sure Martin will be releasing tomorrow. It's a show we are doing with a couple of guys from We Talk Ajax. And guess what we'll be talking about? Ajax. Smoking, smoking <laughs> and a pancake. Smoking <laughs> and a pancake. There you go. Uh, Stu, my friend, as always, thank you as well. I think you're going for a kit now, aren't you? Yeah, up early tomorrow, so I'll be on for a kit, but I think I'm back on tomorrow night as well, so there you go. There you are. Of course, everybody's putting in the overtime. Thank you, everybody, for watching. Um, and like uh, Wolf says, that video will hopefully be released tomorrow, but we will be like, we will back live, I should say, on Wednesday um, with build-up, halftime show and reaction. So thank you for tuning in, and we'll speak to you all very, very soon. Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.